I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. Sudan's president gave an ominous speech today. Omar al-Bashir said the people of South Sudan must be liberated from their own government. These are fighting words. They come just eight months after South Sudan declared its independence from Sudan. The two neighbors have been fighting. The latest flare-up, a firefight near the border, which left 22 soldiers dead. That was near the oil town of Hejlej, just north of the border. The BBC's James Copnell is in Sudan's capital, which is in the north, Khartoum. He says at the heart of the dispute, oil and a border that is still not fully defined. When South Sudan broke away, it took with it three quarters of the oil production, something like 350,000 barrels of oil a day in South Sudan. And that was a massive part of Sudan's budget, obviously. But the infrastructure, the pipelines, the refineries, the export terminal are all in Sudan. So South Sudan, in a way, relied on Sudan to export its oil. And they couldn't agree how much South Sudan should pay for this. There was a big, big row, and then Sudan stopped letting the South Sudanese export its oil. It started confiscating some of that South Sudanese oil in lieu of payment, and that was seen as theft by the South Sudanese, and they stopped their oil production, which is 98% of their own revenue. And that, I think, was really the start of the current crisis. Now, there have been little clashes along the border at various points since separation, but just over a week ago, It seems as though the Sudanese struck first and the South Sudanese responded and pushed all the way into the Hejlij oil field and took control. And that was really a step too far for the Sudanese. So the bulk of the fighting is over oil. Specifically, where is the fighting going on right now and who's it involving? It's quite a messy picture, to be honest. What we think is that the front line, as it were, is about 20 kilometres north of those oil fields in Hejlij, and that's where the South Sudanese troops have advanced to. The Sudanese army is trying militarily to repel them. But it also seems as if both sides are making use of proxy forces. They both deny it, but both are accused, and I think quite credibly, of supporting uh, proxy groups. So there are South Sudanese militias who are attacking in various places near the border within South Sudan. And there are also rebel groups in southern Kordofan and Blue Nile in particular. Those are Sudanese states, but near the border. And those rebels are allegedly supported by South Sudan. So some of these forces, and even rebels from Darfur, a separate civil war, may be involved on the South Sudanese side. So it's a messy picture all along the border, but the bulk of the tension and the fighting is concentrated on the Hedgelige oil fields and just to the north of this. Can you bring the international community into this and and what kind of um, political muscle is being expended and whether or not it's it's taking any effect? I mean, Washington itself, the United States, has put a lot of its investments, a lot of interest in what has been going on in Sudan, specifically with regard to South Sudan. Does Washington have much of a voice right now? And uh, and internationally, is there much pressure uh, for these many, many conflicts to be resolved? Yeah, I think there is a concerted international effort. Certainly the United Nations are discussing possible sanctions uh, for both countries if the fighting doesn't stop. The African Union has spoken out strongly on this issue. America's position is interesting too, because traditionally over the last few years, Uh, The U.S. has been on very bad terms with Khartoum because of the problems in South Sudan over many years, because also of Sudan's support at one point for Osama bin Laden, who used to live 
in Sudan in the 1990s and of course because of the uh, war in Darfur that broke out in 2003, the civil war. However, I think there's a change in America's position in the last few days really. I think they've been more open to Khartoum's position and more critical in any case of South Sudan's position, particularly because of this occupation of the oil fields in Hejlij. Usually Khartoum feels it's not liked by the international community and Juba basks in the warm glow of support from Washington and elsewhere in the Western world. Well, that's been reversed a little bit over the last few days. And the Sudanese are now appealing to the UN and international bodies to make sure South Sudan leaves the Hedgley oil fields. It's an unusual position for Khartoum to be on good terms with the UN, but that's the direction these things are moving over these latest events. One more question. Does it seem as if Sudan is now, with these various conflicts, closer to an all-out war, south and north? Yes, without a doubt. I think in some ways they've been at war for a few months, if if one believes the allegations of support for proxy militias and rebel groups and so on. And there have been odd clashes along the border, but nothing like what we've seen in the last week or so. Uh, the Sudanese air force bombing various places in South Sudan and South Sudanese troops in control of a key oil field. It's a war that's been contained and that's why maybe one wouldn't say it was an all-out war, but we're so close to an all-out war that it's it's almost that already. The BBC's James Copnell, BBC correspondent in Sudan and South Sudan, speaking to us from Khartoum. Thank you, James. Thank you.